Hello and welcome to NLAB Talks. My name is Nurgül and this is the podcast where we get to know inspiring creatives, how they got to where they are today and why they are optimistic about the future. In this episode, I'm really happy to have so founders, one of the extraordinary architecture practices based in Istanbul, Turkey. Sevince and Oral founded So and focus on design, architecture and urbanism since 2007. They both have academic experience in MEF University, where Oral has been running a graduate design studio called Alternative Architectural Practices. Sevince published a book adapted from her PhD dissertation about the evolution of public space in Istanbul. Enjoy our talk. I'm sure that memory is also like consciously a part of our architectural and like another background. So I really wonder about your stories behind uh, who you are as an architect, maybe your childhood memories. Well, I used to go to a kindergarten where there was an old historic mansion uh, in the in the backyard, and uh, it it was a, it, the school was on the slope on a slope area, and there were like three levels. Uh, we used to, uh, in the morning we were in the upper level, and then we climbed down the stairs from a huge like concrete next to the huge concrete wall, and then we passed through the garden of that old historical mansion, which was full of like magnolia trees. And I, I keep thinking that like uh, because I, I, I was I, I used to love that moment when we were going to the garden. I mean that's because of, of kids love to be outside. Uh, but I, I keep thinking that it's not only because being outside, but it's also uh, that was kind of an adventurous pass from the, that concrete wall to the historical mansion and the trees, and uh, which finally ends in the playground. So this, when I when I go back, I, mean, I, I don't really have kind of significant memories that I, I used to design everything and do that, do this. But uh, all these uh, memories, uh, I, I, but, but I have a series of memories like this where the space mm-hmm. is really kind of significant in my mind. And this is one of them. So not a specific memory, but I'm kind of uh, doing an activity related to architecture. But the architecture itself that I, I was inside uh, affected what I was feeling and I was thinking. Actually, this is the case that in like architecture schools also we are thinking about mm-hmm. all the cases, like not is, uh, doing a building or something. So it's a process. So I think it reminds you the yeah. And then yeah, years yeah. later, when I read the book, uh, uh-huh. he was telling the first moment for, uh, that he remembered the kitchen of uh, their house uh-huh. and how the art architecture of that kitchen affect how how the light, how the materials affected uh, yeah. throughout his uh, perception of uh, architecture throughout his life. So I, I was thinking, oh well, this this is happening to, uh, to everyone. I mean, not only the architects, but every, uh, the memories where uh, the spaces where our memories take place. It really affects yeah. our background. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had a podcast with uh, sustainable uh, like uh, issues like practice in uh, SOM. Mm-hmm. So they uh, he, she tells about this Cappadocia trip in Turkey mm-hmm. where she was a child. Like it's, mm-hmm. I think this sustainability mm-hmm. comes from there. So yes, especially like studying architecture also being able to make this uh, community and producing together. So how uh, did you come together and what is your motivation in uh, your practice nowadays maybe in Seoul? How did you come together after like... You mean two of us? Yeah. How did we come together? Uh, we met in the architecture school, the first day of the school. <laughs> we met and then uh, it took some time that we started to work together but uh, we're coming from kind of similar backgrounds. I'm coming from a city, uh, with uh, an agent uh, town called Izmir, and he's coming from Antalya, another city next to the sea. So, uh, 
and then, but in characters, we were totally different. I mean, uh-huh. what, what we, we are interested in, what the, the way we do things. But there's something very common between us is that, I mean, uh-huh. uh, two of us is, is that, I mean, we uh, we keep asking questions, and we, none of us is like super, super um, sure about, sure about uh-huh. what we are doing. That's mm-hmm. the only common thing. So, that's, uh, in fact, that's, that was the question mark in the, uh, our name, but that nowadays we are kind of. Uh, um, uh, kind of suspicious about that. Maybe it could be a full stop. Or maybe it could be a exclamation mark. Yeah, we were. Oh, so yeah, they, the, the clients need that actually. When they need the full stop. They need the art. They put the food on the, 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 the table. Become yeah. very sure everything about uh, and also uh, answering the question, not asking the questions. So yeah. But yes, we're not doing that. Way. My friend has a blog. It named. Uh, he named it as a. Um, Answering a full stop, like not like uh, because uh, we are always uh, asking the questions, yeah. but he he says that it's still like answering a question mark, like yeah. I answer the questions, but but it's like make it true. So mm. I'm sure that the clients have to listen your much more ideas, not the questions. So just gave that. And actually, I really like your speech in one of the talks uh, in the manifold uh, mm-hmm. sessions. So. Uh, it's, it's kind of a brave thing that you are after the school going to this Chile trip and I'm not asking the Chile trip but how this journey affects you maybe as a person or as an architect or when we first came from Chile to Istanbul actually we didn't uh, immediately understand what it how it affected that but now we see like it's been like more than 10 years after we came again now we start to realize that it had enormous effect uh, on our the, the way how we think, the way how, how we handle uh, the projects in mm-hmm. the office. But the, 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 maybe the most critical thing uh, happened there is we were we, we weren't planning to open our uh, own office after we come back from Chile. But uh, the office we worked there was like a very young office, and the the guy one of the guys in the office said the that partners. the partner mm-hmm. said that. I mean, when you are very young and when you don't uh, have this comfort zone, it's easier to establish an office mm-hmm. because you don't lose any. I mean, it, there's very less things that you can uh, lose yeah. in, in, in your uh, professional life. But when you, I mean, uh, organize life, set up some kind of comfort zone and this kind of thing, it's really difficult to get out of this zone and try yeah. to start a new uh, thing from scratch. So then, after we come back, it took like six months or nine months, something like that, and then we started to do things uh, by ourselves. So, yeah, there were these two aspects, I guess. Yeah, and it also affected the way we uh, perceive architecture because it, uh, in Turkey, not only in Turkey, mm-hmm. in Europe also, I mean, uh, yeah, during that period, like we are talking about the beginning of 2000s, which was not that, I mean, we are not very old, but in the last decade, a lot of things changed. So. Yeah. Um, uh, considering the beginnings of the 2000s, the, the perception of architecture in Turkey and the perception of architecture in South America was totally different. And, and South America was kind of just not, not on the stage of architecture like it is now. I mean, now Aravena is creating the Biennale, but uh, like 10 years before, there was an enormous uh, dynamic um, way of doing architecture yeah. there by young people. 
And we saw that the problem isn't the money, because in Turkey mm. you always think that the problem is the money or the politics. Or being a third world company, it's not, it's not the problem that Yeah, we, we saw that it's not about it, it's, it, it's about the architect's attitude. I, mean, I think it's all about the, uh, like life decisions, because we are always thinking about here that the buildings are coming up and uh, it's okay for the people and the clients, mm. but in your like research, your installations, your, and other things that relate to architecture come as like it's not about money because like municipality take like small things to city and it's all about these kind of I think the process the making things to seeing the small details and the manufacturing it maybe like I'm not sure but it's a kind of life uh, cycle that through the architecture not only the final products or searching for a good renders or like something mm -hmm. also the idea yes, we are trying to bring different disciplines and different way of thinking into architecture I think it's very it might be very critical for our I mean, way of design things yeah so uh, in I think 20 uh, 13, uh, you won this young architecture programs in um, MoMA PS1. So, just creating the sky spotting spot, I'm really wondering about how did you de de define this competition and its process, maybe? Because I'm sure that there are a lot of like, engineering stuff behind the architectural design thinking, but what is your main, um, after this all competition and this kind of global uh, manner of doing works, how this competition and its process affects you in a in maybe in Seoul. Well, that competition was interesting because it, it was the first time they are doing it in Turkey, but it's yeah. part of a uh, global uh, network. network. So it has been done in New York for 15 years, and we used to follow it when we were since we were, were mm -hmm. students. And the thing is that any kind of installation, and it, installation is kind of a, a fetishism in architecture, become be, became like, I mean, uh, during that period, like it's, it is still like that. Yeah. But when you uh, realize, when you look at, through the examples that has been realized in New York, you see that every kind of thing has been experimented and tried and we were like okay we, we should do some kind of another new uh, bright idea uh, as an installation in Istanbul but what, what is that like we, anything we were thinking we thing form based thing process based application most of them were somehow experimented in the previous or neighborhoods connected approaches so we thought that if you become site-specific, then it's uh, we are sure that it will be unique because, because the site is unique. The site is yeah, unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually, uh, I mean, it's a it's a rectangle. There is concrete on it, and you don't see anything special about the site. But suddenly we realized that oh, under this concrete there is this phosphorus. Uh, I mean, entering uh, that site. And after we realized that thing, that force and that movement, uh, we thought that okay, we somehow we need to reflect this thing to the design because it's a very interesting site in terms of it's a custom zone. So you see the Bosphorus, but there's these fences. You cannot pass through the fences and uh, become part of that uh, zone. So we thought that instead of making a visual connection, maybe we can bring Bosphorus, the movement of Bosphorus, in a different way. So then, and then there was this design. And the form and other things are completely can be completely different. The, the main idea is just bringing that force into the garden. Making the nature controlling yeah. the design we are doing, because I mean, we kind of control everything we are trying to design, but then in that case, the, sea, the movement of sea was 
kind of controlling the design itself because if, if it doesn't move, then the most really? important the critical yeah. part of the design is lost. So mm -hmm. it was kind of uh, challenging. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, challenging. Challenging it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like to see the like see button. Yeah, yeah, I, I really know. The and also, it was very interesting in, in in that competition in the jury. We were asking lots of questions and. No. There was no answers actually, but somehow jury decided to select our projects. We were extremely surprised because we, we never thought that they would select us because they were and taking a big risk, very big risk, yeah. because it was going to construct in a very short period of time. And we weren't even sure about what section we, uh, below us, I mean, because we didn't see it, we didn't die under it, I mean, so, but... But, uh, but then it, it happened. <laughs> and actually, in your another project for the like these chickens, mm -hmm. I read saw an uh, news in the I think five companies. Mm -hmm. It really like loves me. I want to move to Turkey and become a chicken. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of I think like medit how can I say the magazine of, uh, mm -hmm. title. But um, what is your like this project? Can you tell us about it a little bit? Because it's interesting that we are always thinking about this user experience in a like human way, but. Mm -hmm. I think the main thing is there are chickens, so there are users. So how could you like describe? And you can ask chickens, I mean, <laughs> and they don't pay. It. I mean, the users they usually pay it, and they usually demand something. The, the chickens they don't pay, it, they don't demand. It, so because when someone pays something, he uses it because he says, okay, I paid something for it. I have to use it. Or they demand it. They didn't demand. use it, but they demand it. But in this but case, it was chickens. Either, so. They would just use. Wouldn't use it. I mean, when you would see no, nothing. Okay, get it. We designed it. It, it took that much time. That was the first question in the, mm -hmm. in the first meeting we were doing with the client. That what if they don't use? What if chickens don't come? <laughs> It's kind of a, like testing, like in the yeah. And then we decided for the first time we said that we are not going to take any risks. We will do whatever they need. And then we tried to understand uh, the life cycle of a chicken. And when you look out. Side, the exterior or the interior of the structure, you think that it's like an architectural uh, concerns that uh, that made uh, made the design possible, but it's not like that. There are very specific reasons for very specific uh, forms, very specific construction methods, etc. And we made some diagrams uh, showing how human interacts with chicken, how chickens interact with the structure, and then that. Uh, modules appeared, and, and we actually we didn't design. We just put the research into the uh, I mean architectural form actually. So it's, it, we, I can say that it's like a machine. So it's, it, it works like a machine. It's I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not sure if Serenius agree, but I, I see that project as a, as a machine for the chickens that they can. Yeah, in fact, this. Mm -hmm. This rhetoric, I mean, if we were doing it for humans, we would never say that this is a machine yes, for living animals. It sounds very exactly. modern, modernist, but when you do it for chickens, I mean, um, it somehow, I mean, chickens, that you're talking about the general community, and we are kind of uh, considering that they all act in uh, in, a, in one way, mm -hmm. like, not unlike humans. They don't adapt. Unlike humans, I mean, that, because when you say human, I mean, there are different yeah. types of human who, yeah. who would uh, like to live in uh, some other... Always, but when we say chickens, uh, can we? Uh, I mean, can we just consider that there is a specific routine that they mm. need to follow up? Uh, and then we were trying to make that in the uh, chicken. and yes, and ch chickens has really very specific and strict cycles, so that mm. they just don't get out of it. 
if they do, they die, and they have no adaptation. Ah, so yeah, so that's why it had to be like that. And now it's good to see that it's working. Yeah, it's yeah, working. It's yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's really nice to see that because it's in any way. I, I mean, think it's I, a kind of playground. Like yeah. also, you can't control the children as well. They like coming through all the kinds of these like the heels like that you can't control but, 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 but still, children are really that extreme more much more and they are very unpredictable uh, chance they are they are chickens they are predictable and if you do the uh, uh, right. the, uh yeah, all of the predictions mm -hmm. then it's much I mean we see that it is much easier to be successful in a, uh, to create a habitation and my it's kind of like you have a requirement list, like from the chickens. Yeah, you do it like, and so well, of course, but if any other type of chicken, let's say chickens <laughs> from South Africa, if they come, they will maybe survive. <laughs> so, of course, we shouldn't be so deterministic yeah. about uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. for humans. But it's here, <laughs> the, actually, like the climate, like the landscape, yeah. also changed the chickens as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, like an increasing number of architecture studios are like starting to focus on these kind of new emerging practices, like sustainability, like multidisciplinary things, maybe the research. And so, this evokes a question that should we take into this uh, architecture intersection between the disciplines, like another disciplines, like engineering, another like, kind of mm -hmm. disciplines, mm -hmm. uh, increasing the innovation processes, like how uh, it evolves your process through thinking about the concept design or the another things because you always have to maybe relate your practice or your thoughts about with the, with them like sustainability mm -hmm. i'm not sure like researching the like clients but mm -hmm. sometimes they have the ideas about uh, yeah, yeah actually not only to increase sometimes it's really essential to uh, mm -hmm. collaborate with them especially in our last research project about uh, these emergency uh -huh. housings uh, after the earthquake i mean you cannot give an answer alone as an architect there you have to work with I mean, in that project we worked with sociologists, we worked with engineers, we had industrial partners. Uh, we didn't have uh, a partner from the uh, government, we are uh, local authorities, that was lacking for example, but we are trying to push that now. Put that. So, there are some subjects that you need to collect uh, a lot of people uh, to the table to have a real, uh, I don't want to say solution, but discussion, mm -hmm. maybe. So I think it's, it's very essential, otherwise uh, it doesn't work. I mean, you, it's, it's like, it becomes like an utopia of an architect and then maybe you have a lot of nice images or nice structures, but it, it, it won't be functional, we think. So yes, it's, and it's, it's becoming more and more essential, actually. Uh, because the way how we do architecture is changing a lot. Uh, it's not like 60s or 70s now. It's, there are lots of uh, questions, lots of fields that have to be yeah. integrated, actually. Uh, yeah, I think it's hard like coming to this Hope on the Water project because like uh, it selected what is radical today, uh, mm -hmm. exhibition in the Royal Academy of Arts. So it's interactive because there are projects like visions from like Peter Cook to Francis Kerr or any other architects that thinking about what is radical today. Mm -hmm. But how you relate that, I think it's like very, maybe we can we can say very radical because it's a kind of interdisciplinary project, first of all, mm -hmm. like you are coming with socialism, like every, like mm -hmm. any other discipline. So what's your intention this specific project, this hop on the motor, hop on motor? Actually, the most absurd thing was it's floating. I mean, why are you doing something floating after an earthquake? It's, mm -hmm. but the, 
one of the things that we uh, want to say that the, the problem is so absurd and so uh, radical that the solution uh, has to be that uh, exaggerated because we are telling that we have an earthquake it is for sure we are going we, we will have an earthquake but instead of opening new uh, gathering areas uh, we are uh, building buildings there so th this attitude is is i mean unbelievable it's it's very interesting so we are trying first we are trying to emphasize that we are losing our public spaces mm -hmm. and if we keep on lose those public spaces we have to do this emergency house on the water because we don't have any land on the ground i mean so that was one of the aspects and the other aspects uh, was to discuss about how it is going to be constructed how it is going to be a growth on the site and how people are going to live in that all these cycles because after an emergency situation you have this emergency energy problem or like infrastructural problems so we try to collaborate as much as people that we can and make a very deep research on it and then it ended up with this floating house but it's not like an answer it's like a Mm -hmm. uh, triggering point to start a discussion actually not, not, we never wanted to make it to, to give an answer to the because there is no one answer I mean it's a very big question so we but we are not discussing it in Turkey yeah. we, we, the main idea was to start a discussion actually that that, 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 I mean, that, that, that was very important for us uh, and actually you are leading a studio in now in the university so it's I think a graduate program with mm -hmm. interdisciplinary so how it inspire you or your research well uh, it's in my university uh, the, the graduate program is called alternative architectural hmm. practices and uh, uh, it's again kind of an extension of this interdisciplinary way of uh, working and uh, way of uh, creating approach uh, to a specific subject and it's uh, this year it's about dwelling uh, uh, it's about designing uh, uh, with, a, with a limited budget uh, a tiny uh, house yeah, and also designing and also then uh, Prot uh, prot prototyping yeah. and uh, yeah. yes yeah. because design we design build projects design build projects because we think that it's very important, especially in academics or in university, it's, it's very important to uh, integrate this research with the production and the yeah. build thing. Uh, and also in the undergraduate phase, uh, the students also uh, do this kind of project, design build uh, studios in MEP University. So it's, this is like an extension of it, but in a different way, more, more, more specific way, in a, which is uh, Distributed into a longer time schedule, and in fact, because now that we uh, we are running our studio for almost ten years, we have uh, good partners from the industry, and we were kind of thinking why uh, we we always complain about that the industry and academia is not coming together. But then we have to, I mean, as architects teaching architects, then we could do something for that and could bring them together. And this graduate program, and before that, Hopal Motor Project was also a, uh, a part of that project, was also a studio, design studio run in MEF University as well, interdisciplinary studio with Boas mm -hmm. University. Uh, and those also have partners like Metalia and Fibromet better from mm -hmm. the industry. And we were uh, trying to make that, I mean, oh, uh, kind of a response to that complaint, we keep, mm -hmm. we keep doing that. Uh, academic, mm -hmm. ac academic practice is kind of getting far from e each other. 
Yeah, the main idea is that for the yes. earthquake, instead of complaining about things, because we were again complaining, why architects not doing anything about the earthquake, but we said, okay, instead of complaining, let's do something. I mean, that progressive way or uh, proactive way is, I think, we think that very important to uh, adapt our, I mean, studio's attitude to these projects, actually. And it has both, I mean, both the industry and academy yes. has uh, things to learn from each other, so, uh, so we thought it's necessary to do that. And actually, uh, like this hop on the water reminds me that like you already done it, but I, I wonder that how architects or designers uh, can more quickly translate their ideas into practical, that real world, world solutions. Like you are like asking questions, uh, maybe you are um, beginning to Uh, people ask questions about like earthquake in case but how um, what what do you think that architects and designers are kind of like doing social impact projects with their tools I'm not sure about coming to these disciplines is it essential in this century like not essential of course I mean a, a, every architecture studio has their maybe different vision for the future uh, but I don't know it's like Since we are we are living in Istanbul and we have this earthquake problem, for us it was like that, and we are part of the problem. Actually, we are going to be affected from that earthquake. Hmm. So we thought that if everybody say, tries to do something in in their field, then that problem become then we start to talk about solutions of this problem. But right now, what is being done is that we are how we exaggerate the problem, how we are telling that there is no solutions, but instead of that, I think we should start to, to discuss about it. And it's not only earthquake, because if, <laughs> if, we, if you do your practice in Istanbul, like we are based in Istanbul, but we do kind of uh, have global connections, which also uh, feeds our office uh, in a sense, but still, I mean, what what is the, the main source is Istanbul, and the geographical and uh, sociological conditions we are, we are part of, or architectural conditions mm-hmm. we are part of. So uh, and it has there is a lot to discuss. So it it's for us it's very weird. I mean, uh, ignoring all what's going on in the environment and just uh, focusing on uh, specific projects or buildings. I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course there are some t- uh, time we are, we are we keep doing that, but it's, it's when we were designing the project. It's, it's very dis- distracting. Yeah. Uh, it's not only because we feel very co- uh, conscious and like. Responsible, but it's also distracting. And at some point, you need to turn that distraction into kind of a creative and productive uh, way, because otherwise, it's it's very difficult to survive in this uh, kind of uh, not in the city, kind in this kind of uh, manner, let's say, or uh-huh. mindset, uh, like complaining uh, uh, yeah. and continuously complaining, and without even turning it. To, To into a creative uh, energy. And actually, this complaining like uh, humans that becoming in the like 40s or 50 years old, like they make money, okay, and they are searching for another meaningful life for mm-hmm. like they are doing some impactful projects or like searching mm-hmm. the meanings. Like mm-hmm. I, you see that, but it's it's the kind of your process, like how you are going to be a good person, like you have children, like so. I think it's one kind of doing the architect- architecture is allows this to think about this. I think mm-hmm. we are lucky to think about mm-hmm. all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your ultimate goal? It's a big thing, but when it comes to your work, maybe, what do you want to remember it for? Maybe, again, we can connect it to be, to be, to be based in Istanbul. Uh-huh. So, in this 
Jailbreak, I think it's not very easy uh, to make very long feature plans. It's very ephemeral. Not it's only ephemeral. in the jailbreak, I think it's in this time we are living here. Everything is very ephemeral. If you are based in London, if you are young office based in London, then it would be also very ephemeral. Maybe we are even more here in Istanbul. I don't agree with that. But I agree with the idea that it's being ephemeral is kind of the like the soul of the time. So I mean, we are not from that generation. That are putting our steps and thinking that it, uh, maybe in, in five decades it, we will be remembered. <laughs> we are not part of uh, that generation. I think so. I don't know. We maybe it's the case that also like in this generation, like you, you and yeah, these kind of offices. Also, I'm talking with London's emerging architects. Mm-hmm. So okay, like I'm not see the future like uh, what what I'm going to remember it for, but. I also like doing the things now uh, good as 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 good as I, I can. So maybe it's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not you're not doing things for future. future yeah. you're not, because it's immediate. You're immediately flushed. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, exposed. Your ideas are immediately exposed. Uh, even if you are a big office or a small office, they yeah. are exposed to some kind of audience. Not you. you it doesn't have to be a, a huge audience. And you get reflections. You get direct reflections. So that the question could, might be a little bit. Uh, outdated for not, not your yeah. question, but the yeah, question yeah, yeah. being see, like current uh, and have to be remembered uh, to be outdated considering the conditions of today. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and my last question regarding to future, what are you optimistic about? I'm optimistic about everything. Actually, <laughs> I'm very, very optimistic. I actually think the is maybe different, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is also some point that we are very different with. In daily life, I'm kind of a little bit more concerned about things, but for the future, of course, I, I mean, we have to be optimistic. We have two young kids and we have a young studio, uh, so we are about 30s, so, and there's no way of being optimistic then yeah. for us to um, <laughs> mentally healthy surviving. Uh, and, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm optimistic about the... Um, the possibilities or the chances hmm. or opportunities to be like dispersed more equally. I mean, the, uh, we, are, we are going through an age where everyone was at one point could be, it's not like everyone is going to be uh, like famous for 15 minutes, but everyone's voice will be heard at some point. Hmm. So that's kind of an optimistic thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I see. I you don't see have to be listening to those huge voices. Yes. Maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah but like a small, different kind of uh, screams from everywhere around the world could be heard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, be I think uh, I can say that but we saw that instead of complaining again, uh, if you try to do something uh, in the and right way, if you do it in the right way, I think it somehow it it works. I because in our generation, it's now it's very common that. Uh, you cannot move in this country or in this city. I mean, mm. you don't have any uh, empty space. It's, it, I mean, the politics and also all, all the economic stuff and uh, whatever it is. But uh, actually, I don't think it like that. But I we think still have some uh, spaces. So. But I think you're like especially the students in this program is very lucky. You are like kind of uh, people that not complaining but doing something. So there is a quote: people not follow uh, your ideas or your like sayings. Mm-hmm. 
they follow your like role, like role model. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, they are doing something. So you are telling it, but you already did it. Like hop on the water. Like they see the process. They see mm. you're like yeah, not only complaining. Mm. So yeah, and thank you so much for thank coming. You. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. See you next time.